Hello, everybody, and welcome to Care Talk, where we answer your questions about healthcare and health insurance in America. And uh, just to be clear, health insurance and healthcare is not any one thing because it's several systems. It's Medicare for seniors and people with specific medical conditions. It's Medicaid for uh, low-income people. It's Affordable Care Act for people that are self-employed or who aren't able to get insurance through their employer. It's employer-based systems. It's uh, the VA system for veterans. So there's a whole bunch of different systems that interact in different ways, and we will try to help you navigate them and also uh, bring attention to open enrollment, which is going on right now for both Medicare and the Affordable Care Act. And with that, uh, welcome to Diane Archer from Just Care and Social Security Works to tell us a little bit more about the key deadlines for Medicare and what you should be doing right now. Great. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be here. Uh, We have until December 7th, that's tomorrow, to make Medicare choices. And if you've already made a choice, you still have until tomorrow to rethink your choice. So you can and should, if you haven't yet, be looking at your Part D prescription drug options because there's a lot of money to be saved uh, if you pick the right option uh, that Um, covers the drugs that you're taking at the lowest cost. And um, there are many different choices. You can go to um, the Medicare Part D drug plan finder and um, work your way through that if you haven't already done so. But that's a really good way to save some money for next year. And then also you have Medicare uh, choices uh, for hospital and medical care. Uh, That you can get through traditional Medicare, which gives you full choice of doctors and hospitals across the country, but it requires you to have supplemental coverage, either Medicaid or from a former employer or from um, the individual market from a Medigap policy to protect yourself financially. It picks up all or most of your out-of-pocket costs, or you can choose a Medicare Advantage plan, which restricts your choice of providers, but um, does have an out-of-pocket cap that can be as high as $7,550, but um, can also be lower depending upon the plan you choose. So choose carefully. Thank you. And Alika from Health Sherpa, can you tell us about the Affordable Care Act deadlines and what people should be doing right now? So a really important thing to know is that this year, open enrollment has been extended uh, for the ACA in every state apart from, I believe, Idaho. So in all states, you have all other states, you have at least um, until January 15th to enroll. However, the important thing to know is that um, the deadline to enroll in coverage that will kick in on January 1st is still December 15th. So it's really important to enroll before that date, if you can, to make sure your coverage is good. Um, If you miss that December 15th deadline, your coverage might start later in the year. Um, Again, if you live in Idaho, December 15th is the last date full stop as well. So really important to remember that. Um, So if you are uninsured, now is a great time to go and check what you qualify for. It takes less than five minutes to just check if you're eligible for uh, financial assistance, either on healthcare.gov or a certified uh, web broker like HealthSherpa. And there's a lot more assistance available this year. So you might qualify even if you haven't in the past. 
Um, at Health Sherpa, so far this year, we've enrolled almost 2 million people, and most are paying less than $20 a month. So it really is worth taking five minutes and seeing what Great. Thanks. Uh, and our first question today is from Mills Tuttle, who uh, says, what do I need uh, to get no copay for physical therapy for my thighs, hips, and shoulders? At the moment, I'm doing both sit-down and standing exercise programs at the uh, local senior senator in Georgia. So Diane. Well, if you have Medicare um, and you're in the traditional Medicare program, then if you also have supplemental coverage, that coverage will pick up all of your costs and you will have no out-of-pocket costs. If you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, there are co-pays and there's really no getting around them. If your income, though, is super low to qualify for Medicaid um, or for a Medicare savings program, um, you should um, look into that because they may pick up part of your copay costs, if not all of your copay costs. So contact um, your local Medicaid office or your state health insurance assistance program uh, to find out if you qualify for a program that can save you money on your copays. And Alica, what if they have the ACA? What can they do? copay or have no copay for uh, physical therapy? So for ACA plans, what you are able to find is really going to depend on what, luckily, again, we're in open enrollment. So if you are currently enrolled, it's a great time to see what might be available. Um, While you are shopping, there are a few things to keep in mind to minimize your copays. Firstly, depending on your income, you may qualify for extra savings, also known as cost sharing reductions, Um, those are an extra subsidy that can bring down your out-of-pocket costs like your deductible and your copays. The catch is that you can only use them if you enroll in a silver tier plan. So if you do qualify for those extra savings, make sure you're enrolling in silver coverage so you can take full advantage. Um, Once you've narrowed down to those silver plans, the two most important things to do are firstly to check that your physical therapist is in in network with your plan. Um, insurance companies usually have a tool that helps you do that, but the records can be a little out of date. So I'd always recommend giving your physical therapist a call and just checking that they're in network to be extra sure. Um, The second thing to do is make sure you check the summary of benefits and coverage for each plan. Um, That's a document that outlines what specific benefits are available um, under that specific plan. Uh, Physical therapy is often listed as um, a rehabilitation or rehabilitative services. So if you're shopping on healthcare.gov or, again, a web broker like HealthSherpa, that document is required to be shown for each plan, usually in that plan details section. Um, Again, if that's all very confusing, there's a lot of help available. Um, You can give us us a call, get help from a trusted local broker or a sister, or healthcare.gov also has customer service uh, representatives available 24-7, I believe, to help you uh, make those decisions. Thanks. And uh, next, I'd like to introduce a special guest on our show today. Uh, Mia Ives-Rubley is with the Sen- Center for American Progress. And uh, the first question I have for you is from Lori McGrady-Duquin. Uh, and they want to know, is SSI going to get raised out of poverty levels? So maybe start with what is SSI and then talk about what's going to happen with it. Okay. Yeah. Hi. It's great to be on here. Uh, again, my name is Mia Ives-Rubley. And what is SSI? SSI is the Supplemental Security Income, which is basically a, a disability payment that uh, is paid uh, via the federal government and individuals who apply for disability and don't have enough work credits 
um, become eligible um, if they are overall deemed uh, disabled. Um, and in terms of the, the benefits right now, there are a lot of conversations on the Hill talking about trying to raise uh, the benefit to at least poverty level. Um, we uh, attempted to get it into BBB. Unfortunately, um, it was not put into the BBB, uh, the Build Back Better Act. Um, however, there is another um, bill in Congress right now uh, that is trying to raise it to the, the poverty level. level. Um, and so um, there's, there's continuing conversations and we're continually trying to push for it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get into the Build Back Better bill, but there's other bills out there that are trying to, to raise. Mm -hmm. So if somebody uh, has SSI or uh, wants to have SSI uh, and they're concerned about the, uh, you know, how, how, uh, how below the poverty line it is, how little money there is, uh, they should be contacting their representatives and their senators and make sure they hear about it? Yep, yep. Uh, so there's the uh, SSI Revitalization Act that um, folks are trying to get passed. I think that is probably uh, the best chance right now, unless there's another uh, sort of mass bill, um, mass spending bill. Um, but yeah, just continuously send um, messages to your representatives telling them the importance of, of raising SSI to at least the poverty level. Great. And our next question is from Miranda Wilgus. Um, she wants to know, uh, so the Medicare prescription drug pricing cap in Build Back Better will essentially eliminate the donut hole um, that is still there uh, for Part D. Uh, and also, does the $35 insulin copay also apply for Medicaid? Uh, Diane, do you want to speak about that? Sure, yes. Um, great question. Uh, there are still going to be deductibles and coinsurance with most of the Medicare Part D plans. So you'll continue to pay um, the deductible and then usually 25% of the cost of your prescription drugs, uh, if they're brand name drugs, um, up until the point where you have spent $2,000 out of pocket. So the great news is that after you've spent $2,000 out of pocket for in-network prescribed drugs, um, you will be um, getting your drugs with no cost to you whatsoever. But the unfortunate news is that the government still expects you to spend as much as $2,000 on drugs. And so there are gaps in coverage until you, until you get to that level. As for the $35 cap on insulin, even right now, um, there is there are some insulin um, Part D plans. There designed for people who, who use insulin that cap out-of-pocket uh, monthly costs for people with Medicare um, at $35. Um, once the Build Back Better Act passes the Senate, we are hopeful that anybody with insurance um, will benefit from the $35 monthly cap on insulin. We're also hopeful that people without insurance will benefit from that cap. But as the bill is written now, 
the uninsured would not benefit. We're working hard to have that change. Thanks. Uh, and our next question is from John Gleeshaw. Um, he wants to know what happens it, it, at 62 if you're on SSI? 60% of my Social Security will only be about $500. That's half of what I get on SSI. Uh, so, Mia. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, I, I'm a I, I want to sort of go about this uh, talking about two different things um, because I think a lot of people get this confused and uh, the question may be a little confused. So SSI and SSDI are two totally different programs. And if you're on SSI, you are an individual that normally gets um, a, a specific amount. It's a little over uh, $700 um, for SSDI. It's um, based on how much uh, you paid into the system um, for retirement. And so that's the Social Security Disability Insurance. Um, so it depends on if you're on SSI or SSDI. If you're on SSI, you will be forced at 62 to uh, apply for retirement, uh, your uh, Social Security retirement. Now, that doesn't mean that you are going to see a dip in the total amount that you'll receive. What will likely happen is, is that you will get the um, small, smaller a bit of money from uh, Social Security and then get supplemented by SSI. Um, and that will just depend on how much you get um, or how much you've paid into the system. Um, and so... Th that um, you'll, you won't, you shouldn't see a, a dip in your monthly overall. Um, however, if you're on SSDI, what will happen is, is once you turn 65, I believe, is um, your SSDI will turn automatically into um, Social Security. And again, you won't see a dip in your payment um, based on that. Um, uh, so it just depends on which uh, program you're in. Okay, great. And Suzanne Robel uh, wants to know, um, so once you're on disability, you can't get Medicare until you've been on disability for 24 consecutive months. Is that right, Diane? It is unfortunately right. It's been the case for a long time that um, the government makes people who qualify for Social Security disability income wait five months for their social security disability income, and then another 24 months before they qualify for Medicare. It's just a travesty uh, that should be fixed, but obviously there's a cost to it. And Congress has uh, to date opted not to, uh, not to enroll people in Medicare who, enroll, who qualify for SSDI immediately, which is what is needed, as well as Medicare for all, which would obviously eliminate the need to wait 29 months for health insurance. Okay. And Michael Hall says that as a vet, I pay nothing uh, as a veteran. I'm totally disabled after my military days and live on SSDI and no other income. Uh, what else can I get for little or no cost? I'm 69 years old and raised an 11 year old with no help. Uh, Mia. Yeah. So there's a lot of different programs that are out there. I think some of it depends on how much you get in SSDI. The amount varies uh, depending on how much you paid in um, the program. But there's things like food stamps that you can apply to. Um, there are, depending on 
sort of how much you get in SSDEI. You might be eligible for uh, Medicaid. Um, uh, and um, there's all types of social service programs. Your child might be eligible for um, free meals at schools. Um, I would just really suggest that the individual get connected with their social service provider in in whatever county that they live in. Okay. And uh, Diane, uh, what would you add? Not much to add here. I think uh, we have pretty much covered the range, although I think what we might do, Laura, is add a list of different um, websites that people can go to that can link, uh, link them to special social services in their communities. I know there's one called Aunt Bertha, um, and, but there are others, and it's important um, that, we, that we put that resource up. I'm also thinking there are federally qualified health centers that provide uh, free care often to, uh, to people in, in this situation. Um, so um, there are a range of, of options, um, and we should make those known on the website. So let's do that. Okay. And Alika, what about the 11-year-old? Yes, I definitely, based on what um, this, um, the details that we have, um, it seems likely that the 11-year-old would be eligible for um, some kind of free health insurance through Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program. Um, the best thing to do in that situation would likely to be a disability application uh, for them through the state's Medicaid office. Um, if this person claimed them as a tax dependent, they could also apply through the health insurance marketplace, though that might be a little bit trickier. So um, definitely contact the state Medicaid office if you haven't already. Great. And uh, just to give everybody an update on what's happening with uh, Build Back Better, which we've talked about a little bit today, uh, the House passed it. It's gone on to the Senate. Uh, the Senate is not yet voting on it, uh, but uh, word came out that they are talking to the parliamentarian, who is a person that decides uh, which pieces of the bill can stay in the bill that that uh, will go through arcane Senate procedures. Uh, so the important bit is that the parliamentarian has to make some rulings to make sure that some of the pieces that are in the bill right now, uh, such as paid family and medical leave, uh, lowering the cost of prescription drugs, and so on, to make sure that they stay in the bill. Those rulings have not happened yet, but we may hear things as soon as this week. And also, uh, negotiations continue on what the bill looks like itself, and uh, the Senate may make changes. It may not be the same bill in the House. Uh, we, we did a program uh, the other day where we talked a lot about what's in the House bill. But again, there may be changes there. Uh Senator Schumer, uh, the majority leader, uh, wants to have a vote on the Senate side before Christmas. We'll see if that happens. If the Senate makes changes, even if they do vote before Christmas, then it has to go back to the House and the House has to vote. So uh, there's no votes yet on the Senate side. There probably will be another vote on the House side. So that's why uh, it's so important to keep contacting your senators right now. Make sure that they know that you want them to uh, vote yes on the Build Back Better bill and to include all the healthcare pieces that you find important. Now, we mentioned today some of the things that are not included. Uh, it, so far, the House the House bill does not include uh, vision and dental coverage uh, for Medicare. Uh, 
it, and it doesn't include increasing uh, the levels of SSI. Those things have been talked about, but they're not in the bill. Uh, but the bill is not final. So again, this is your opportunity to speak to your senators. Make sure they know how healthcare is important and affects you and what you want to see in the bill. Uh, because uh, they're going to be working on this, voting on this uh, sometime this month, hopefully. Uh, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, open enrollment is going on right now uh, for Medicare. The deadline is tomorrow, December 7th. Uh, when you uh, turn 65, when you first become eligible for Medicare, uh, you can enroll uh in Medicare at that time. But if you want to switch up your plans, if you're already in Medicare, now is the time. So let me kick it back to Diane to emphasize one more time what all you should be doing right now, um, today and tomorrow, if you have Medicare to get set for next year. Thanks, Laura. Actually, uh, what I want to say most important is don't assume that the Medicare that you have right now is going to be the same next year. That's the biggest mistake that uh, people make, that they think that there won't be significant changes. And often what happens is if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, the deductibles change, the co-pays change, the doctors and hospitals and the network sometimes change. A lot of the rules can change. And so it's really important uh, to look carefully at your options and make sure um, that you will have in the new year uh, the coverage from the doctors and hospitals you want to see if you're in Medicare Advantage at a price that you know you you want to pay uh, in traditional Medicare um, very little changes but um, also with prescription drugs your prescription drug coverage under Part D whether it's in the individual market with traditional Medicare or through a Medicare Advantage plan also can change dramatically um, in the new year. Um, and the drugs that had been covered may no longer be covered or may be covered at a much higher copay. So definitely it is worth checking and it is not too late. You can check until tomorrow and change plans until tomorrow. And then again, in the new year, you have a chance to look at your Medicare Advantage um, options and move out of Medicare Advantage between January and March of 2022 if you're not satisfied with um, the plan that you've chosen. Great. And Alika, uh, can you talk some more about how to change plans on the Affordable Care Act if somebody wants to change their plan for next year? Absolutely. I would echo Diane and just say that the same holds for the Affordable Care Act. If you are currently enrolled in a plan through the ACA, it is always worth going back and checking to see if there are better options. Uh, plans and prices change every year. Um, new insurance companies are coming back to the marketplace every year. Um, so don't just let your plan automatically renew. Um, that may end up putting you in a plan that is not uh, no longer the best fit for you. Um, in previous years, we've actually seen that people who came back actively renewed their coverage, came and um, checked and shopped again, um, have actually saved an average of uh, almost 40% on their premiums. So really worth, again, taking a few minutes if you are currently enrolled. Um, checking what's available to you this year and seeing if you can find a better. Great. And Mia, do you want to speak a little bit more about what's in Build Back Better? Yeah, thanks. Um, I did want to point out uh, a couple of things in uh, Build Back Better, uh, particularly about SSI. There are 
a few provisions in about SSI. And one of the, I mean, the biggest part is, is that Puerto Rico, um, if you do live in Puerto Rico or any of the territories, um, you could see um, them enacting or being uh, individuals living on in the territories would be eligible for SSI. So that would be a huge win for folks. Also want to note that there is a small, um, there's a bit of room uh, in the BBB, um, if parliamentarian decides that specific uh, provisions don't um, uh, uh, aren't allowed in the bill, there may be a little bit of room uh, to be able to add some of the uh, smaller costs of SSI, including uh, raising the asset limit, um, uh, which means that basically individuals could save a little more money uh, than they're able to now or um, raising the amount of uh, uh, amount of money that you uh, can earn uh, and, and uh, a raise in earned income. Um, so those are the two things that we are looking at in the BBB if there uh, is a chance that some money gets freed up um, uh, because of the parliamentarian. So those are really good things to think about um, and why we continuously say that you should talk to your representative and encourage them, particularly in the Senate, uh, to, to include more. Absolutely. And so uh, your number one takeaway for today is uh, if you are on Medicare, your deadline is tomorrow to switch up your coverage and plans. And whatever insurance you have or don't have, contact your senators this week and make sure they know the importance of Build Back Better and the importance of uh, key pieces of health care. Uh, what would affect you and your family, uh, what you want them to do. So uh, thanks again for tuning in to Care Talk. We will be back next week to answer all of your healthcare questions. So please call and text in your questions and we will get you some answers. Thank you.